What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and... Uh, the Baker. We're back at it again. Guess who's back? Back again. Great, now we're getting sued by a minute. No, you can't, can't you do it for 15 seconds? I forget what that number is, but yeah. Extra music. Intro music out. RSL Nation, we're back. Back again. And we got a loaded list of things to talk about. How you doing, Baker? I mean, I'm good. You sound like death. So we should probably apologize to the people's ears. I do? Why? I sound good. Nah, nah, you sound a little raspy. Well, I'm drinking um, Berry Boost by Bolt House Farms. Yeah. In case anyone cares. We all got to die something. Three and three quarters servings of fruit per bottle. Stay healthy. Yeah. Stay, stay healthy, Stay my healthy, friends. my friends. Well, I've got the uh, champagne of beers. Champagne. Well, I'm, also, I'm chasing with a little bit of whiskey. That's for the throat. That's health right that's, there. That's, that's that's healthy stuff right yeah. there. Arsenal Nation, we got a loaded list of things, as I mentioned. What's on our agenda here, here today? So, Glad actually made the national team. He might even get some minutes. Uh, the captain is back. We, have, we did get some depth, believe it or not. And then I think the thing that everyone really is here to talk about and discuss and listen to... Uh, our boy Jefferson probably won't be rocking the Claret and Cobalt in 2020. Savarino, score a goal, score a goal, score a goal. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll talk about what that means for the club, what you and I think we about it. translate that chant into uh, Portuguese. On account of he's going to Brazil. Probably. We'll get into that. But yeah, it's, it's a lot has happened in two weeks, but at the same time it feels like nothing has happened in two weeks. Right. So welcome back, Arsenal. Before we, I think, really get started... Uh, in sports news, a lover of the game uh, passed away. Oh, that's right. Big, big Kobe. Kobe. Uh, my mom knows like three basketball players' names, mm-hmm. like ever. And she's like, oh, no, Kobe died. Right. So that I think that, that speaks to his impact probably more than... Yeah, any any stat or, or or trophy can. It's it's people who have never watched an entire basketball game in their lives know who Kobe Bryant is and what yeah. he did and why he did it. So, um, rest in peace, homie. Yeah, thoughts and prayers and all that good stuff to his family and uh, just a just a tragedy. Yeah, no, I was on my Facebook feed. Like people randomly talk about it. My fiance called me, literally out of the blue on Sunday. It's like, wait, did Kobe die? I'm like, I didn't even know you knew who Kobe is. Right. Like this woman on purpose goes out of her way to not watch sports on TV. Right. To the point of where I have to get my own TV, <laughs> which is which is okay. I don't mind. Marital bliss. I had to go get have a new room, different room, and I had to get, get myself my own TV. There and it's a sports room. I'm like, all right, that works. Yeah, right. If, if there's space for it, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, rest in peace. Um, I did look up how do you say scored a goal in Portuguese. Mm. Marco um gol. There it is. He'll um, probably be doing a lot of that. Um Marcu. Marco um gol. Ooh, I wonder if this just went through to the recording. Marco. Marco um gol. Marco um gol. So the song will be Savarino Marco um gol. Right. You got to remember, it's probably one of those like countries where you have to, like conjugate it based on the subject and stuff. Nah, let's like just go with this. Like every other language on earth except for English. We'll just we'll just send him with, like a note on his back. Marco um gol. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves um all right let's get into it so first things first justin glad man justin glad's back in the national team after being in the doghouse for what probably a year or so 
it feels like late 2019. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Early 2019. No, no. Wait, late 2018, he went to the doghouse. For club. For, for club. For club, And yeah. it all kind of spiraled from there. Because I think, wasn't he, he was called, I think, into the training camp for the national team that, that, uh, that winter? That January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then didn't... Cupcake camp. Or yeah. Cupcake. Didn't make the cut, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Right, yeah. They had call a in. Bad start to the season. Finished strong, and and it is really good because I was extremely extremely disappointed for a while there because I was like, man, this is another one of those kids that will never live up to, this, to to their potential, and there was so much potential there. Right. I mean, is so much potential there. Right. Like he's still and, and um, so I think just so people don't get confused as far as timelines. So, 2018 season is coming to a close for RSL. Right. We're in the playoffs, and out of nowhere, Glad gets benched. So kind of, and I think that's what you're referring to in the mm-hmm. doghouse there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, f- I forget if that was like, if that was the year he got an injury or the following year, but basic, basically he's not in the starting 11. Then that winter, that January camp. So we're in 2019 now gets called up to the initial roster, gets cut in the camp. Yeah. Doesn't get the, you know, no national. I, I don't think he's been capped by the senior team yet. No. Yeah, so if know. he's got any like as a landing blood or anything in him. Yep. Those people could come and knock in. Yeah. Um, doesn't make the cut. Doesn't start off with the theme like as the starting calib- as the starting uh, center back, if I'm correctly, the start of the year. Correct. Re-earns that spot, does super well. He didn't play for us in the final game of, like, I don't think he made the, he kind of ended up back in the doghouse uh, in the playoffs this year. I think M. Silva and Nedham got the starts, if I remember correctly. But that was that interchangeable. It seemed, I can't remember the exact details, but it seemed to me that he was back to number two option out of three when two play. It seemed to me that overall he was preferred to M. Silva at that position. I can't remember the exact details and circumstances around why he might not have played. Could have been, could have been the opposition, could have been a lot of different things. But... Um, Hey, I'm just glad he's he, he it seems like he's making progress again and that is absolutely amazing. I think he's one of those one of those homegrowns that that we have nurtured over the years that um with whom we have suffered <laughs> and been patient. Right. And I think it's just time for him to start becoming the world beater that I think he can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason with his frame, with his soccer ability and and mindset why he should not be one of the best central uh defenders in the league and just to be clear i was totally wrong he played all 90 minutes in the seattle game so there's that Uh, that. but yeah it's back with the national team burhalter seems to have some faith in him not sure if that's a good thing (laughs) right there's that like (laughs) Um, the the guy who's probably not going to be there for very long (laughs) right likes you yeah uh but I, i think it's one of those things it's i think a good for him to be playing serious soccer this early in the year, like soccer that matters. Yeah. Not to suggest the preseason doesn't matter, but you know, it's a it different level of, of play. Um but yeah, it, it it's like good to see one as an RSL fan, I feel like we're experiencing some very dark times. I'm being a little dramatic there. Yeah, a little. It, it's 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 been a little touch and go as a fan. I'm watching right. all these other clubs sign all kinds of dudes. Right. Uh, so it's good to see one ray of of positivity 
yeah. kind of shine through and see Glad get better year over year. Yeah, and hopefully awesome. That, that carries on. Makes team. proud, kid. Hey, speaking of um, mm. other clubs signing other teams, Chicharito. Are we going to talk about Chicharito? Let's just get into it for just a second. We talked about a little while it was still like he might. Yeah, but yeah. something caught my eye the other day. What up? It was one of those, it was one of those, you know, how the MLS writers, I mean, can you imagine being them? You literally have to sit there and come up with crap to write every day. And then like, yeah, what now? So someone said, let's put a list of the top 10 foreign signings to the MLS ever. Right. And they put him at number two. Yeah. After Bex, if I'm right. It was Beckham and and then Chicharito. Beckham. I mean, Beckham. Yeah, it was Beckham, then Chicharito. Followed by the likes of Zlatan. And then I think and, it was like Wayne Rooney or something. I don't know if Wayne Rooney made the top 10. It was, that was like, there was Vea. Uh, uh, um, I mean, there's, you know, all the big boys you think about. Kaka and Javinko. But something was... Like, have you ever watched Chicharito? Have you followed his career in Europe much? I mean, he's like a journeyman. He's a journeyman. The, the European, like, and yeah. I don't remember him making his way into a starting lineup anywhere. I mean, I'm not talking about the once in a while starting, right? Well, I mean, I think you gotta give him a little, little credit there. What do you mean? I'm giving. I mean, he played for some great clubs. I remember him Manchester United. I don't ever remember him starting. I'm sure he did once in a while, but always being a sub. Then he went. I think to Spain. Same thing. Sub, 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 sub. Did well when he was on the on the field, but was never a big, big name. So I mean, I'm, he did pretty well in in Germany, if I remember correctly. He did, yeah, Leverkusen. I think when he was there, he did pretty well. But that was what that was a few years ago. Yeah, Bayern Leverkusen. All right, so Guadalajara, six, in, from two thousand six to two thousand ten, sixty four appearances, twenty six goals. Manchester United, from twenty ten right. to twenty fifteen, does the hundred and three appearances, thirty seven goals. Gets a loan to Real Madrid. And then kind of has that resurgence in Germany where he plays for Bayern yes. Leverkusen from 2015 to 2017. 54 appearances, 28 goals, goes to West Ham United, Sevilla, and now LA Galaxy. But I get it. He's a big deal in Mexico. And he's going to LA. I, I just cannot comprehend Obviously, skill-wise, he's nowhere near top 10 players, right? I don't think they were saying skill-wise. Yeah, They were I just think, talking yeah. about name. Right. To even suggest that he's anywhere near, say, someone like a Kaka in name. You have to remember, Kaka was a world uh, champion, first of all. He was also the world player of the year. Uh, Zlatan, I mean, how, how would you, in what universe is that even equal or... I bet you there's a single paper in newspaper in like Italy that wrote about Chicharito joining the Galaxy or Holland. I, I want to say or Germany, unless there's you know something in like you know the, right. Yeah, I get you what know, you, yeah, in the Leverkusen area. Right. I will bet you anything that any even quasi major newspaper, sports newspaper, wrote about Zlatan joining the MLS. Yeah, it, wrote was, about it was like a big Beckham like a show. And, uh, Beckham joining the MLS, Kaka joining the MLS. I mean, come on. I, I get nice. what you I get, like. So I remember that stretch of time because I go to MLS soccer very frequently throughout the day. Uh, and yeah, it was like, here's how Chicharito ties his bo- I'm exaggerating, obviously, but it was like, Chicharito ties his boots right. uh, left first, then right, double knotted. Uh, he 
actually does put on uh, his pants both legs at the same time. Like it was very <laughs> clear. Like it at some point it stops being like sports coverage and enters oh, the yeah. realm of propaganda. Yeah, and and you and I have talked at length at nauseum about how the league, uh, being also the league oh, that facilitates the, the sport also being arm. the largest yeah. like news outlet just isn't great for the sport and i think yeah. a little intellectual honesty if we're gonna be honest mm-hmm. um but yeah man like i was like dude i don't remember being hammered this hard when it was almost like it was like we know he's no zlatan and we know this isn't the same level of excitement so we're gonna overhype it to make sure yeah. there's any kind of fall off yeah anyways there's that there's no way in hell chicharito is a bigger signing for the mls Versus someone like Zlatan or Kaka or I can't even think of the rest of the names. Yeah, I'm trying to like find that now. But it doesn't matter. All right, let's move on. What's next on our here agenda? Uh, well, I mean, speaking of, you know, legends being signed, an yep. actual legend re-signed, uh, re-signed with RSL, uh, our boy Beckerman. That's right. We'll be back for the 2020 season, it would appear. Is it just the one season? I don't know. I don't think it was... Uh, yeah, they always yeah they don't like release it. Uh, release I love them. how they don't release these kinds of things, and then a couple of months from now, everyone's salary comes out. Right. <laughs> um, like, why not just be upfront with it? Right, with like time and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's to be honest with you, I was kind of uh, shocked that Beckerman is coming back. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think we we talked about it quite a bit in the last podcast. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that, go take a listen, folks. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it's good to have the captain back. I, I think we need to be very selective about the kind of role he will have right. with with the club and and what. Here's the thing: I feel like this time, before last year started, we were saying all the same stuff. Like, father time is undefeated. Like, Beckerman's, yep. you know, up there. Like, does he have the legs? Like, he was a defensive liability when it was him and Demir. Right. And then he goes, gets partners with gets partnered with Everton Luis and right. arguably has a – I think he's, like, tied for, like, or third-time uh, assist uh, leader on the team last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good season. He year. shut us up. Yeah. Is, is, so, so I almost feel silly going on about, like, what kind of role will he have. I think he'll have, you know, significant minutes. Yeah. I don't think it'll be 90 match in, match out. Uh, no. Probably the first guy off the field, if not, it may, it may if be not the first, the first guy sub. On the field. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all, all in all, I'd say a, a good, bit of, good bit of news for the club. Yeah, I think Beckerman sees regular minutes. I'll bet you he, he's featured in no less than 90% of our games this year, whether that's start – without finishing the game or whether it's coming in later. I'm sure there'll be games when he does finish the games as well. Obviously, it depends on what else happens. Whom else are we selling and buying elsewhere? But his presence on the team alone is, I think, a major win. Obviously, we don't know the details around the, the contract. I am I would assume it's a one-year deal. Right. Right. And Hopefully for less money? Yeah. Um, he. They also, let's face it, they need him for ticket sales. Right, he's still right. The, the face. I mean, now he's the only recognizable. To, to like, let's say, let's say you stopped watching RSL soccer five years ago. 
and tune in today, you're like, who the hell is anyone on this <laughs> right. team right now? I'm pretty sure I recognize some of the front office. Uh, yeah. Quite literally. Yeah. So so there's that. And he's still the face of this franchise, and he comes in. I uh, hope, hope he has a great season. And obviously, I hope afterwards we retain his services elsewhere in the club. We need to make sure we're keeping those legends around. Um, I hear we might be looking for a GM next year. Who knows? Let's yeah. see what happens there. But we need to actually get into that pretty seriously. Yeah. Um, I think one more bit of news before we get into the meat of what this podcast is going to be about. So we did. So we've signed, you know, a few, a few guys through the draft, a few young guys, some homegrowns. But I think the noticeable addition to the club was uh, the Canadian left back out of Toronto, uh, mm-hmm. um, Ashton Morgan. Uh, played for like his entire professional career in uh, in Toronto FC. In Canada. Yeah. So, fun fact, I thought, like, because it's the MLS and they do have Canadian teams, that he, this guy wouldn't occupy a international oh. spot. Mm-hmm. He does. Huh. Fun little fact. But I guess a bunch of guys went and got their green cards in the offseason, and it just, like, hasn't been announced, so... I think the word's out that getting the green card is going to be more difficult coming up soon. <laughs> well, I mean, so. we'll get into that with uh, – we'll get into the, the, yeah. the political climate a little bit. Yeah, we're going to get into politics not on like, Scarf not really, No, we're, we're going to dive deep. We're going to offend everybody. Um, no, it, it's – like at the time, I remember going like, huh, I really hope that's not it. And now with like recent news coming out, I mm. really hope that's not it. Um I think solid young left back has some Canadian team experience. Um, national team, you mean? Na- yeah, Canadian yeah. national team experience. Um, and he's, like, been a part of Toronto when they were a tire fire. He's been part of, like, the amazing Toronto best team MLS has ever put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allegedly. Uh, right. He wasn't starting during right. that time. In his defense, he's been number two to a bunch of really good, like, right left backs uh, yeah. uh i think justin morrow is the the big name um and then i think like the ultimate thing that kind of has me a little bit excited about the signing is that reddit twitter mlssoccer.com wherever i went toronto mm-hmm. fans uh, facebook are talking about how awesome this dude is oh yeah how he's a solid backup if not a starting caliber left back uh nothing like you know he's been there his entire career so they've literally seen this kid grow up um, but like, yeah, nothing but positive things to say about him. A, a, a guy that will definitely push Toya in that position, if not outright take the job, hmm. which which That's, I think is needed. Oh, absolutely. I, I still think it is. I mean, we'll see what this guy brings, but still the weakest part of our game out there is the left back position. It's good to know that the fans over there liked him. Usually that means good work ethic. Right. No drama. Right. That kind of stuff. So yeah. the, should be, should the, be interesting. The critique that one uh, gentleman pointed out was that he's, I think he's like very, very Tony-esque mm-hmm. in that uh, he's a defender first and he like, you know, he's not the guy you're going to want to like have on the field to push back the other team's defenders or anything. Right. But definitely somebody that, you know, that yeah. covers his defensive responsibilities, which is what you need out of a left back. Yeah, that's all you really need out of a left back. I mean, that's the main thing you need out of a left back. Did we talk about Corey Beard last time? We talked about him a little bit, but we haven't talked about the whole him getting a four-year uh, yeah. contract extension. Yeah. What do you which, think about that? So, 
Oh, by the way, I did want to say, last time we signed a guy out of Toronto, it worked out pretty good. I think his name was uh, Patika. P-L-A-T-A. And now he's on a free to... Mexico. Well, yeah, so well, Plata, well, yeah, hasn't been announced anywhere yeah. yet, which kind of blows my mind. Probably going to be Anyway, um, so Corey Baird, so right. uh, to be clear, The Athletic, way back, I want to say in like November or something, reported about Corey Baird getting, like we, we have it on the page, we tweeted about it, getting a contract extension. Yeah. A- and this is the happening. The Athletic is putting us on good stuff. They are, at, at this point, they're correct. They come out before the official news, which that's yep. huge. And yeah, I, it, it's quality writing. It's quality writing. I've yet to hear any. And, and I'm still not gonna pay for it because that's just I, yeah, <laughs> it's just goes against my grain. We're not we're not gonna talk about that here. But yeah, so they reported about this like initially, and I thought it was for three years. Then I was confused. Is this like a new restructure of that deal? I think right. it's just the team officially announcing the deal that was reported on in closing of 2019. Right. Um. Significant raise from the seventy thousand that he was making as a homegrown, which he deserves. Range, he definitely yeah. deserves to make more than seventy. Yeah, uh, I like the four-year, yeah, deal. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, full clarity. I hope it's not a giant raise. I'm, I'm thinking somewhere between the one hundred and fifty and two hundred mark seems fair. Oh, I think it's more than that, probably. I would be. I bet you it's like two to four. No, no, dude, you got to look at our numbers again, man. I think you'll be surprised. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did just free up all that money from the other country. Yeah, money shouldn't so, be an issue yeah. anymore. Uh, so him and, and Herrera also late last year got a nice little pay bump when Herrera was on like 80-something. Mm-hmm. Um, so two dudes who absolutely deserve raises got raises. I like the four-year deal. Uh, I think Corey Baird has a high ceiling. I think... Mm-hmm. Potentially, that could be an investment where we offload him for more money than we're currently paying him down the line. Well, but we'll get I don't into that with Severino, but that sh- doesn't seem to be our business model these days. I don't think he's going to be a guy that like we're going to build a team around. No, I, I don't think he's that high of a ceiling. Right, but I do think at some point someone's going to come knocking, especially if he keeps getting these U.S. men's national team call ups. Yeah, like at this at this point, it's safe to say that Corey Baird is a U.S. men's team staple. Yep, whether or not. That's a good thing. Once again, that's yeah. well, we won't know until he, he's a regular. He's right. featured regularly, um, which I think only drives up his value. And I yeah. and I think it's good to lock down an asset long term while yep. it's still relatively inexpensive. And we, I, I would be shocked if his value didn't appreciate. Yeah. Then again, we were saying the exact same stuff about Jordan Allen, and you know, well, that we was also know that's the extreme. Jordan, sure, Jordan you don't Allen, wish that on anybody. Yeah, that's different. I think Jordan Allen would have been an extremely valuable player. Um, Swiss Army knife. Absolutely. Um, there's that. I Why, still what think, do you think about Corey I, Baird? I st- <laughs> Tell us what you think. He's gonna have to do. <laughs> he's no. Uh, he, he's no Bofo. I, I, forgot, I already forgot his name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. So I talked about talk while we briefly mentioned Bofo. Uh-huh. Everyone was like, "Oh, Bofo scored on his first Pumas. Bofo scored on his first Pumas debut." Right. Game two, he got subbed out in like the 20 or 35th minute, uh, and they ended up losing that game like 4-2. In his defense, they got like a red in the 15th, which isn't oh, really so his fault. Why, yeah, yeah, so it was uh, strategic. Right, and then third so he game. he started again in the He did start game. again, and then third game got subbed out in, I want to say, the 60th minute, and I think they lost that game, or tied. Or again, winner, they won that game. They won that game. game. So dude's starting. Yeah, he's starting, which I was shocked, but like it's also not like, oh, both of us good. I just want to be realistic about, 
you know, Bofo isn't putting him away like whenever he wants to, and we're all just like reminiscing. He couldn't get minutes here. He couldn't start. True. And he's starting in one of the strongest teams in Mexico. You gotta stop saying. <laughs> That's the only way I can say Mexico these days. Anyway, just a little Bofo yeah. update. Yeah. Now look. I like Baird. I like his work ethic. I like his attitude. Well, I think what he lacks in skill, which is a lot. And when you say skill, I think you need to elaborate on that because it means something very specific. It literally means very specifically skill touch on the ball, ability to go around guys, not just through them with speed. Right. Around guys, trapping the ball. Trapping the ball, footwork, passing the ball. ball, uh, That's what I mean. Literally. Touch on the ball right. skill. I think he lacks it. But I think he makes up for it in a, a, with work ethic. And right? physicality. And, and he does give you the ability to play. He can play both. He can really play all three offensive yeah. uh, positions. I right? would agree he can with play that. either wing. He can play number nine if push comes to shove. We don't like it, but he can. Right. So there's that. And uh, I, I think. Th- I don't think there's a way. That, I don't think there's a world in which RSL is a top contender for the MLS Cup year mm-hmm. in and year out. And Corey Baird is a key part of that. Starting 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, I think you and I have very different outlooks on Baird, but I would agree with that sentiment. Um, love the kid. Love what he represents. I, right. I love... Um, uh, I, I love what... I think he means for how RSL will approach or how RSL makes his decision-making. And we'll get into that with the Jefferson move. Yeah. Um, and I do think that versatility up top, that work ethic, I, th- I think the dude is a is a winner for what it's worth. I don't think it's with us. I think at some point somebody will come knocking, and I do believe that he will be one of the guys that we make a nice chunk of money off of. Probably I genuinely right. believe that. I just don't think he is ever going to be a winning teams, and I don't mean like on a go on a win streak or make the playoffs, but I mean like a a powerhouse team. I don't think he'll ever be a powerhouse team's central piece. Right, he will never be a Giovinco. Never. He obviously. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm not even talking about him being a Jovinko. I'm talking about him being a Josie Altidore. I don't mean in name or capability. Sure. You mean but importance the importance to the club. Exactly. Right. So he's like one of those. Like Josie is one of those. And I'm talking like, you know, obviously Toronto from a couple of years ago. Um, you had Jovinko. You had Josie. And you had, um, what's his name? Bradley, right? There yep. was like a clear. It was th- Those are the big three. I don't think he will ever be. Part of a big three of a winning club, right. let's say that way. And if if we are considering him as one of those, and you should at least one of your forwards con- be considered one of those central right. aspects, uh, key pillars of a club. And if we are considering him that, I just that's just that that's just a sobering mm-hmm. realization of where we are as a club. Yeah, but I guess like to be fair, I I don't see any evidence to suggest that. I, I do think the four-year contract extension is a good bit of business. I think the whole thing is a good bit of business. Right. I, here's, I'm just here's, hoping we don't settle. Here's my dream scenario. Corey Baird gets a start for the U.S. men's national team against, like, Mexico or, I don't know, Brazil in a friendly or something. I don't know. Uh, gets the actual start, gets the minutes, has himself an outstanding game, mm-hmm. catches the eye of a club that has more money than sense, and we get a few mil out of it. Right. 
that's and that's but then where... what do we do with it? Because I'm not, I'm not, I haven't seen evidences of, of us doing much with the money mm. that we are getting. But we can get into that. Anyways, congratulations, Corey. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back, baby. Yeah. Uh, I let's mean, have at it. For what it's worth, so if if the it's not even rumors at this point. So we've been alluding to it. We've been tiptoeing about it. We'll get into it. Jefferson Severino. It, yeah. It's being reported that uh, RSL has. Um, has come to terms mm-hmm. with uh, Atletico Mineiro out of uh, Brazil. Probably mispronounced that. Brazil. Um, so RSL has agreed to a, a transfer uh, to Atletico, and now all that is left is that Jefferson needs to agree to personal terms with the club, which, to be clear, deals have fallen apart at this stage. Oh, yeah. We've been on the receiving end of deals mm-hmm. falling apart at yeah, this stage. Deals like, fall apart often in, in this Far stage. from, like, a done deal because right. personal things matter or personal uh, well it turns uh, out people terms matter. like uh, chip paychecks right <laughs> um, but uh, th- uh, the understanding is that once those are agreed upon and they should be if everything was going to plan should be agreed upon it's like physicals and all that good yeah. stuff uh, RSL will be getting a two million dollar transfer fee mm. and then 40% ownership rights of Jefferson Savarino for any future sale yeah um, two million is so. Uh, I think it was in the summer of the previous year. It was being reported that um, if West Ham, if I'm not mistaken, there, was, there were quite a few European, European, clubs, I, and yeah. out of Spain, and it was like, being reported that it was like seven to nine million. Yeah. I don't think that is correct. I, it's I a good think chunk of money. I think the actual, like the truer range of what we could have gotten for him at the time was somewhere around three or four, which is still obviously a net loss of a million dollars, which no less which matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard two rumors toward what kind of pressed this move. So so to be clear, Jefferson Severino is on his final year. Yes. So uh, if we do not re-sign him to a contract, then he's going to go on a free. He's going to go for free. Two. Mexico. Mexico. Or Europe or, you know, somewhere. Um, I've heard two, and they're two very conflicting reports. Mm. Jefferson Savarino recently had his first child with his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is where we get into the little politics. Be- I'm, and this isn't a political show or something. We were just kind of teasing. But because of the political climate, uh, his parents, who are native uh, Venezuelans, could not get a travel visa to come see their grandchild. Mm-hmm. That kind of... You know, yeah, and Venezuela is on that blacklist, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know about any blacklist or anything like. That. Yeah, but long yeah, story it's short, like on that no travel. Dude is like, and like I follow all the players on social media and stuff. The dude is clearly about family. It matters to him. He's right. a like, you know, he, he's a family man, and and I can see a scenario where him having his first child and not being able to share that experience with his parents, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, made the U.S. an option for him. And the the second rumor that's floating around is that he values himself as kind of the man for the club, which, to be fair, he might be on to something, and was asking for something like a 300% raise mm-hmm. uh, come come the new contract. So it wasn't a guaranteed thing that we would be able to hang, hang on to him. I don't know which one of those is true. I don't know if either one of those is true, but that's kind of the the, the lay of the land, which I do think is important when discussing the Jefferson Savarino transfer. Um, so yeah, one of our best, our best player will most likely be leaving the club 
at a position that we are notoriously thin at. Mm-hmm. So right now, RSL has Corey Baird uh, as a as a winger. By the way, Venezuela is on the travel ban list. Right. So that makes sense. Uh, so Corey Baird, uh, Michael Chang, and if I'm not mistaken, Milan Iloski are our uh, winger depth at the moment, if Jefferson were to leave. So Jefferson, they have, I think there are very few areas and very few definites in, at RSL right now. We don't know who our best goalie is. No. We don't know who our best defense defenders are. I think we know who we might know who our best CB is. I was gonna say I think we know at who this our, point. I think we know who our best central midfielder is. Uh, maybe. Who's better than Everton? Oh, you mean like a defensive midfielder? Right, right, yeah. Um, no, just midfield. One of the uh, see, no, that, then I would argue with you. Albert Rushnek? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. See, dude disappears. That's what I mean. Um, I think there's no argument in my mind that. Jefferson Severino is by far our most skilled mm-hmm. and probably one of the most important players. Well, no, not probably. Definitely one of the most important players. I was trying yeah. to think if he is the most important player. And Everton might be the only other person that I think right. complete, I, I, I ab- think whose absence can completely change. Strictly offensively, it's obviously Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, and, defense does matter. And at the end of the day, there were very few players in RSL history, who were more skilled than he is. Obviously, Burrito comes to mind. I mean, sure. hes I don't think anyone will surpass just the level of individual brilliance that that guy had for the few months that he was here, right? It really did feel like just like it was out. It was like a weekend. He came on vacation and left. The, the key, sorry to interrupt, the key mm-hmm. difference there, though, is uh, Burrito would like put three dudes on the vine. Yeah. We, that was like, was like vine a vine was machine. Thing. Vine was the thing at the time. I remember yeah, this, yeah. and it's like this guy just like, and that's what he would do. It'd yeah. be like a five to ten second yeah. skill check. He'd meg like four dudes, but Literally. then like lose the ball out yeah, of bounds, and it, would... it'd be a net loss. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson but... Severino puts dudes on vine, did... and then we'll usually get the cross. Did we have gifs when when burrito was around? Yeah, gifs were, gifs were a thing. Gifs, it's gifs. The guy who invented them says it's GIFs. Dude, language belongs to the user. So I just because you invented think something. We had this whole mean. conversation before. I hope not on air, but probably on air. On air. Yeah. This whole conversation is somewhere on air. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, you cannot replace someone like a Jefferson Zavarino. You you just right. cannot. You can, And when you say you can't replace, we can get a guy there. Jefferson Zavarino yeah. has the X factor. He has that it. There is Nothing this club can do this offseason mm-hmm. that will make me feel like we upgrade, that we broke even at that position, right? yet alone upgraded. I can't think of anyone in the league. Okay, maybe if you go to like the LAFCs, what's his name, Blessing or yeah, uh, that other, that you know, something I mean, like there's that. There's also... Villa. But um, but no, I'm talking about, you know, reasonable stuff. So you have, sure. you have Blessing. What's the other guy? Rossi, right? Right, yeah. Like, those are the only two guys in the league I can think of off the top of my head that are kind of like that player. I would right? love to have a Latif Blessing on the team. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hate that guy so much. I know. He, and he does the best against us. You really do. Um, We're going to be losing out here. And especially if we're talking the money that we're talking. Mm-hmm. Two million, did you say? 
uh, so two million, and then the forty percent, so on. Well, we're gonna get is, think, two million right now. So if we were mm-hmm. to replace him for literally the money we got from him, we would have to spend two million. We cannot. Sure. We, we can't sell. We can't buy players on credit. That's, I mean, we can. Know. Yeah, I guess technically we could. Turkey. There's absolutely no way we do not walk away in a net negative as a team mm-hmm. and especially in that position and all of our offense. Right. And our offense is him. And I mean, why the hell did we not know this was happening before we didn't re-sign Bofo? Well, I think we knew it was happening. Mm. It's once again, I don't think these – I so this is, I think, where I – slightly differ from we talked a little bit about this before we started recording which we should never do mm. um but I, I this is i think where my view differs just a little bit slightly from the rest of our nation who are clearly pissed about this mm-hmm. um we imagine how much like jefferson Severino is a type of player that you can't let walk away on a free you can't right like rsl literally couldn't afford to do you, it as an you organization have to do something about you, it yes you right i don't think they were in a position where they felt that they had the ability or want one of the two to re-sign him right i think someone went we the the likelihood of us re-signing this dude come the end of this year is unlikely uh, the the winter transfer window will be opening up here pretty soon and then after that we have one more summer transfer window and then the dude's gone. Right. So I think it was like we're either going to pull the trigger or we're not. Right. Uh, I do think that there is a a plan there. Um, I for what it's worth, I do think that they believe they can replace them. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done something well, like this. Stupid if they think they can actually replace. So, so so right now the rumor that I that I've heard that is floating kind of around is that we're looking at signing a DP winger and a TAM level winger. So we're looking at two dudes, which. Even and, and this is where I get worried because mm. I think Elliot is looking at as if I can and just to be clear I think Plan A on the DP winger was Anderson Julio who went and signed mm-hmm. with the Mexican yeah. team mm-hmm. uh, so we are at best case scenario currently on Plan B which I don't know if you guys know the alphabet but that's worse than your first plan <laughs> um, so right off the bat I think. The approach is we will find replacements and we're working on replacements. And I do think we make signings. Yeah, we will. But we have I'm to. Also, we literally have to. We have. Yeah. Like, no disrespect to Michael Chang, but like, you're not it, kid. Well, like, you you might be this, it. Yeah. And, and like, I'm not here to rag on our club and yeah, our in guys. In a couple of years, you might be it. Right. Yeah. But right now, you're not the dude I'm building, like, in my starting 11. Well, forget all that. I mean, you could be a world beater. You're killing everyone in practice. If, if we, RSL Nation, are not seeing that. We're disturbed and worried about the upcoming season, right? Um, which we should talk about as well later. Which and so where my worry lies is that the powers that be think that getting those two dudes and getting those replacements will be enough, and right. that's where I worry mm-hmm. because I even if we had kept Jefferson and gotten a DP winger and a Tam level winger, depending on who they are, obviously, right? That might not be enough to make this a championship team. Like right. we and were we not- just re-signed Baird, so what the hell? Sure. So, so to be clear, I don't think it's a resources thing. I mean, I think it's a resources thing to some extent. Like you know, depending on what number he was asking for, it we aren't gonna hit it. Right. Uh, You're talking about <clears throat> the numbers he was asking for beyond next year. Right. Right. Uh, so to be clear, and and the reason I say that is I, I think financially RSL is in a better position than I can remember in a long time. 
So Ortuño off the books. Oh, you mean financially? Financially, okay. Dura off like, the books. What? Yeah. Uh, Tony Beltran retired. Right. Nick Romando retired. Right. That's uh, a big contract too. Huge contract, especially for a goalie. Uh, retired. Um, uh, M. Silva came back for less money. Mm-hmm. All in all, we are, we freed up something like three to four million dollars. Notable additions were uh, depths at at uh, left and right back. Uh, we signed probably both cheap, Z- both cheap, both cheap. Uh, we signed Zach McMath, and then Herrera, and also we got him for dirt cheap. And then uh, Herrera and Glad got raises. Other than that, we haven't spent a like uh, conservatively just in salary. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we've got one to two million just in salary. I would say probably more than that. But so you make really good points. So let me ask you. Let me ask you a follow up question to the question of the point that you were making. If we have that money, mm-hmm. and let's uh, let me ask you this: <clears throat> What's a crazy amount of money that you think he might be asking for if he's worth two million? Jefferson, mm-hmm. I think he was probably looking at three to four million a oh, year. Oh, dude, I don't know yeah. about that, man. I, and I don't, I, yeah, I can't. Like, I love the dude. So three to four might be too much, but okay, I'm not. It's not my money, right? right. First of all, <laughs> right. so there's that. Uh, but even if he's asking, say, in the range of like two, mm-hmm. to be with Albert. Right, he's already at like one. Yeah, one he's or already something. well one north five. of one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, what are we saving the money for? When whom do you give that money to? And, if and, if it's a money thing, right? Like who? So I I don't necessarily think it's just a money thing. I do believe. Right. So it could be that the rest of that stuff. Yes. I, yeah, it could be the my parent my parents can't come here to see yeah. my grandkid. I could I could I've never met the guy. I've never talked to him other than like a meet the team thing. Yeah. I have, I, I, I have no problem envisioning where that is a deal breaker for him. He such, strikes me as that type of person. Yeah, um, and it would but, make sense. And does you can't even argue that. But right, and but ultimately, what I think it comes down to is RSL fundamentally leaning into the philosophy that we will live and die by the talent we produce. Right, and that goes to our homegrowns, which are abundant to the academy kids, and to the young international DPs that we sign, develop, and then sell. But what happened to I can DLHs? Yeah, I mean, but what happened sure, to DLHs I've got talking three, Yeah, we've, we're going to spend gonna be, some money. Yeah. We're gonna, I, I believe that we will spend some money. I just don't see where, again, the devil's in the details. Right. I just don't see whom I would feel more comfortable giving that kind of money to. Mm-hmm. More than a Severino, sure. Who's already proven if it's a money thing, right? And and it's already on seven figures, sure. But I think here is and and here's what I mean by the philosophy of we will live and die by the talent we produce. What happens when that two year, three year, four year contract that runs out? Then you got to pay right. him more. Right. I think they were going. We've gotten what we as an organization wanted to get out of this guy. We're gonna I, for what it's worth. I. Initially, when Elliot and and Freddie were announced, my fear was that we were just going to try to kind of hunker down, keep everything the same, not right. get risky, play it safe, and just kind of try to repeat last year, sneak in the playoffs, maybe do some damage. I can, while I disagree with a the transparency of the communication that's currently going on, mm, uh, lack thereof, exactly. I can I can respect a an organization that has a philosophy and is for the first time I feel like as an RSL fan I can describe what we stand for 
I might yeah. disagree with how with the mechanics of how we're going to go about doing that, but I respect the fact that we have a North Star again. Yeah. It's I think you're wrong. Right. I I I, I understand that right now most of our nation wants you're, to punch me in the face. You're choosing to take the realities on the ground. Mm-hmm. And interpret them in a way that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Oh no, no, no! If at any point I feel warm and fuzzy, it is, it is a long-term thing. I think in the short term, i.e., next year. Yeah, I'm not talking we're about. Going... I'm not talking about results. I'm talking about. Oh, we're no, no, no. This is not a warm and fuzzy thing. But I, it I'm, makes you I'm feel panicking. warm and fuzzy about that. You understand what the club stands for. I, no, I, no, not what the club. The rationale behind the people making the decision, I, I respect that. I once again, I disagree. See, I, just, I, I disagree think, with the how. I think they're stumbling into it. A series of things have happened, and they have stumbled into the situation they're mm-hmm. in right now. For sure. So, here's why I absolutely think it's about money. Why sell him for two million dollars? Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to ask yourself the question. If he stays another year with the current contract, then I lose him for nothing. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I could have sold him for $2 million. Mm-hmm. Is him staying with us another year worth $2 million? Right? Sure. That's one way to look at it. But also, that I think that 40% sell-on I rate I think that 40% is going to make us huge. a boatload of money. He's yeah. a standard uh, Venezuela national team player. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do think a club with proper connections and like a front office that isn't in its infancy will be able to flip that asset and and the 40 percent i think is the only thing that really matters here but if it's about the two million dollars then i I don't know i'm sure someone in the front office has a calculator you can easily calculate if it's worth keeping him versus uh getting two million for him right and take it from there what i can say is this jefferson severino was one of those last shining lights for me to have hope for next season. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I can see why somebody would believe that. And again, I don't look, we might sign we might sign a replacement for a tenth the money, you know, younger than him, blah blah blah. And he might do twice as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that, right? Sure. We we didn't know he was as good as he was when he first joined us. Right. There is uncertainty here. There is a lot of uncertainty. So that's why I'm saying if if it's if it comes down to going off and paying someone else mm-hmm. or just refurbishing that money for to someone else, I'll be pissed if there was an option to keep him. Sure. And we didn't because at least like you have a proven player, knows the system, knows the city, likes the fans, and just the the best player we have. I I do not. The only way I can understand all of this, and the only way with through which I would be okay with all of this, mm-hmm. is probably the the mom Venezuela travel thing. On then, on his side of things. On his side, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. then your hands are tied as the front office. What the hell are you gonna do? Sure. Like, the guy's telling you, "I'm leaving regardless." So in many ways, you you're doing him a favor. Right, because you also don't want unhappy players on the field. Right, right yeah. Oh, I mean, ultimately, you could have a scenario where Albert Rushnak 
let's not forget, did not travel with the team yeah. to negotiate his contract. Like you, ultimately, you can't make a guy perform. Yeah, um, you can sue him, right? I, I, it is his job, and you know, but yeah, all of that. But once you're in, once you're there in right. that, ca- you're that's too that's late. a net loss, right? Yeah. That that's a Euro thing all over again. Yeah, um, we did allude to a, a line about. Uh, uh, uncertainty just mm-hmm. you did just a second ago and i think that's where a lot of my uh you know not to move away from the Jefferson thing but like where, where a lot of my own personal qualms and and critiques of the front office come from is that uncertainty which i feel like is a little bit it, it's manufactured by the club at this point or by the front office at least because there is a lack of transparency in all this and i understand you can't be transparent to the point where you've lost competitive advantage right like you don't want to let skc or colorado or vancouver know what your move is going to be and who we're going to go try to sign because they'll undercut you um oh, by the way speaking of kc real quick i was reading an article as we we're about to go on the air um kansas city is this uh have you, have you ever heard of i think it's called sputnik radio no, it's like it's basically a Russian propaganda radio. Okay, I mean, li- literally directly funded by the Kremlin. They just opened the second headquarters. And it's in Kansas City. Really? <laughs> yeah. Let's check that out when we're. Visiting. Anyways, back to anyway. Um, I'm not asking for like, hey, here's who we're trying to sign. Here's when we're gonna go talk to them. Here's why. I, re- I I get we we can't know everything, but if you're Elliot and you think right now that RSL Nation is cool with you. No. You're an insane person. No. Like, I I literally spend all day doing this. Like, right. like it is it is an obsession. It, Researching. It is, right. This being footy. Like, yeah. I, I went and looked up how Real Salt Lake is spelled in acrylic and have that as, like, <laughs> search parameters in case we get somebody out of Eastern Europe. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's bad. Uh-huh. Um, we I actually want to see that. We are genuinely, and when I say we, I mean RSL Nation. Like, there is a that was a very nice neck crack, by the way. I hope that got picked. ASMR over here, <laughs> but um, it, it's I'm I am choosing to believe that Elliot and Freddie and the head scouts and and everyone in the front office have a plan. Mm-hmm. But if we are rolling into the second week of preseason, which is what we are, and you're telling me, and you're not even telling me at this point, I'm just choosing to believe that the cavalry is coming. Like, I need to start hearing some horse, uh, you know, hoofs hitting the pavement. Like, yeah. like if support is coming, it needs to come now. Yeah. Like, we need to, we need to, like, you need to start regaining some of that trust. Like, you, I have Forget no. Forget trust, man. No, no, they have no, I have no reason to be asking for this guy's job yet. But if we're entering the preseason, we're losing Jefferson. We have no winger depth. Our first choice in Anderson Julio fell apart. Uh, both yeah. were left on a free. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, uncer- there's uncertainty in goalie. There's uncertainty up top. There is. You uh, better blow my mind come summer transfer window. Or, so, points all taken. Agree with you 100%. That's what I do. I don't even, look, I don't, I'm going to judge these guys based on how they execute, right? And, they're a team, right? Freddie needs the, 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 the players. He needs the front office to get the players Assistant for him. coaches, yeah. Everything. However, is no one thinking about, like, 
season ticket sales or and, and, <laughs> right. and excitement. We're a yeah. month away from the season starting, right. which is pretty crazy. I love that the off-season is so short, even though it felt like a long off-season. But it's pretty short in the grand scheme of things. Like I mean, in the months. grand scheme of life. Well, yeah. Okay. In the theme of sports, it's actually a really long right. off-season. But it, I think it's just enough. Like, just enough to, like, just go away right. for a while. I'm ready for some footy. <clears throat> totally ready. Because footy starts now. It's not even really the three months. It's, like, it's yeah, starting. Please, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but is no one thinking about like, excitement? I, I cannot remember the last time. I've been less excited about an upcoming season. Actually kind of dreading the upcoming season. And I I totally understand. Look, we're diehards, right? And we have season tickets and nothing's going to change there. But they know that there's a few thousand of us that will do that no matter what, man. I mean, they can literally like... the, the, The rule could be the first 18 to show up you know, play. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there would be a few thousand of us still at the stadium, right? right? But what about all those others? I'm reading about people not redoing their season tickets. Right. Like left and right. Can I? Yeah. So this is literally from the Savarino's leaving post. Mm-hmm. I seriously have never been so unenthused and uninterested in an upcoming season due to the most discouraging off season we've had in years. That got 27 likes. Mm. Was that me writing? No, no. That was our friend Mike, Mike uh, McGrath. Yeah. Um, it's, and Jesus, man, manufacture some excitement at this point. Like, we, the, the ride's going to be empty. And the ride's yeah. not going to be empty because of the early season performances, which will suck, I think. The ride's going to be empty because there's absolutely no enthusiasm. There's no excitement. There's nothing to get excited about. Right. I mean, I'm not even talking big, sexy names. It's this is where I wish you would do like the, the you being the you know uh, uh, Elliot and, yeah. and Freddie and and just the front office in general go on ESPN seven hundred and be like hey traveling to South America tweet do, it do something <laughs> yeah do something really dumb and just like let me know it'll be okay yeah hey uh, you know teaching. Uh Teaching Ronaldo English or whatever. Right. He <laughs> speaks English. He played in England, literally. But, you know, or, you know. Real ca- English. Or, or flying back from Spain. Didn't realize Messi's English was as good. Right. <laughs> just just off the top of our head ideas. I mean, hell, we're running a country on Twitter. You would think our GM should be able to publish a few things to create a little excitement. There is one bit of, I, I, I think there is a line that it might be a good ending point depending on how you feel. That that I think does provide a little bit of excitement, and I do try oh, to. Oh, you're I, talking about I, that text. I am. Yeah. It's I think worth mentioning. So well, on, absolutely. I mean, uh, talk about excitement. Salt Lake till we die, which is a Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, not by a group. It's a group. A it's group. a Facebook group, not run by uh, yours truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't uh, think it's run by anyone. I think it's just an open group. Right. Somebody posted. So there's a a text string going on between the front office and text string. It's like a mass text it's like a text yeah, thing marketing text kind right of thing. yeah uh going on between people who have canceled their season tickets mm-hmm. and the, the ticket sales and there was an event planned to discuss why these people left and what could be done to reactivate mm-hmm. them as, as tickets they're orders. trying to yeah lure right. them back in right there was an update to this group Due to some exciting team developments, our GM and assistant GM had to travel last minute, and the event has been rescheduled. Mm-hmm. 
We will close quote. Close quote. Um, when that was just posted earlier today, it was posted three hours ago. <clears throat> yep. It is new information. Um, when was that event supposed to be? Do you know? I do not. I will be following Twitter. They wouldn't be going to Brazil, right? That would be. Why would you go to the club? Right. I, no, I, I think at this point. The only person that, and I think he's already left, is is Jefferson, and I do think it's for like a physical and like, yeah. you know, is everything yeah. okay with this guy? Um, and because he didn't travel, cause, so currently the team is in uh, Arizona, mm. uh, doing preseason. Oh, are they already? They they left. Oh. Uh, they will be back to Utah. Yep, and then back uh, in, down there. And then yeah, so they're doing a lot of travel. Um, he is not with the club right now. No, he stayed back, and my understanding is that earlier today. He left for Jefferson's gone. There's at, I mean, at this point. Done if, done at, deal. Yeah. So here's the thing: Plata was gone, and then he wasn't. So like, I have a hard time saying he is gone. But he, if I was a betting man, mm. I would be betting on the fact that we have yeah. seen the last of Jefferson Savarino. Damn sad. In Claren Cobal, he did deserve a so, proper goodbye. Let's speculate. Where did our front office go? Um, and like. I've spent a. If my employer ever like hears of this, I will be out of a job. <laughs> like, but it just gives you more time to research. I have spent a ridiculous amount of my time on Transfer Marked uh, uh-huh. this week, especially uh, it's today. A, it's a good week to be on. Um, I, I Is mean, the European I, market still open? Yeah, I mean, I don't. The, the, so the winter transfers haven't opened yet in the U.S. In anywhere. I think no. The, I, I'm, Europe, they, I they, they have a, line up pretty closely. Europe has uh, the January transfer window, and I thought that's already open. Uh, it might be. It might have been. Uh. Um, I, I, th- knowing RSL, I think knowing the type of player we're probably looking to get, right. Central and South America is the safe bet. Yeah. Um, or of. But that was last leadership. Yeah, it was. But I feel like last leadership connections continue like it's not like Elliot Fall is has yeah. his wide you know soccer background and personal relationships that he's built over his 33 yeah, yeah. years of life to go rely on is that all he is dude the kid's literally like three years older than me <laughs> wow okay yeah so yeah so probably there's someone in south in south of central america mm-hmm. um i think probably a league mx player yeah, I was gonna say that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a bad move. That seems that seems to be seems to be quite a few of those coming up these days. People either choosing MLS over Liga MX or coming up from Liga MX. Right. I I feel like a lot of Liga MX people. I think Atlanta United, for all of their many many faults and just yeah. horrible fans, <laughs> um, perfected or at least got the world's attention with the. Uh, what's it, Miggy? What's his? Yeah, uh, uh, the the Newcastle guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole like, hey, come up here, make a ton of, make a fantastic yeah. living, make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, get on a few of those uh, Instagram uh, uh, stories, and then yep. yeah, like some European club will come a knocking. Um, not just knocking, they came knocking. They bought him for a good chunk of money, and yeah, he's they, starting. They, he just yeah. scored last last weekend or two weeks ago. Yeah, he's been on a bit of a tear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I think there's a lot of a lot of South American and Central American guys going. Hey, this whole like, you know, soccer thing—it's in the up. US. Yeah, yeah might might you work pay, out for me. You pay me enough, I'll call it soccer. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
the opposite end of the spectrum. Did you see the Chicharito? Like, we started with Chicharito. I think we should end with Chicharito. Mm. Him doing the interview on his blog oh, about, dude, like, retirement. this is the start of my retirement. <laughs> I don't get I, so many Galaxy fans. You got to look at the context. <laughs> Yeah, like that's directly. I am looking at the context is he was signed and he thinks it's the start of the end of his career. That is the context. So you know what look, a couple of things I learned from that interview. Um he's chubby. Homeboy got a little he's chubby. A, he's a little thick. Yeah. He's a little like, thickness. What's happening back there? Feed you well in Spain or what? Um the second thing is and this is kind of shallow of me. I hate the sound of his voice. That might have been the first time I actually heard the man talk. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to interviews. It is. I hate the pitch. I hate the sound. I I just that man just pisses me off. Probably a super nice human being. And when, yeah. when he was in United, I actually really liked watching him play. Right. And I don't like United. Right. But. I liked watching him play. Came on, he always like busted his ass. Atlanta United? Right. No, 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 no. Um, and and he scored a lot. Yeah, he was like a super sub for that man. Every time he came on, he scored. It seems like, and all of that. So I feel bad because man, I just I cannot stand the sound of his voice and yeah. how defensive he got about everything and the waving and his arms in the air and like like I said, the funniest thing is Galaxy fans. Yeah. It's context. <laughs> that was the line. Like you gotta get the whole quote in context. Like I, li- I watched the whole thing. The context is the dude thinks this move, yeah, is the start of his retirement. Yeah. And then did you see his follow ups on that? Uh uh-uh. uh Well, I know. I every it, year yeah. is start of a retirement. Like I'm closer this year to retirement than I was last year. Like, <laughs> that is not even a good explanation. That is that is the progress of time. <laughs> It does make you, so so he's closer to retirement right. now than he was last year. It's basically right. what he said, <laughs> right? That that's his out. Um, it did make me realize, and I think this is something you said to me originally that I, I think stuck with me. Um, Liverpool dude, play, what's his name? Gerard. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, it, the, the banana slip. Yeah, <laughs> you know that picture comes up on my Facebook every year as a memory. Us, I still us, think yeah. it's the greatest thing anyone has ever done in the Rio Tinto. So just to be clear, RSL Nation, uh, your boys. So if you're not familiar with Gerard, uh, dude, who's not familiar with Gerard? Okay, the story of why, like basically, oh, uh-huh. he there was like a the two, rest of the story. There was a two-game segment basically where this guy slipped and missed a sitter. If I'm no, 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 he it was he was in the back, uh, and it caused the Liverpool was about to like mm-hmm. I think go top and win their first. Premier League in like 20 years, which they're finally about to do. And like he was passing the ball and slipped and just passed the ball to like the opponent who did ran onto the goalie and scored. As one does. Anyway, so Gerard slipping is a whole thing. A year goes by, two years goes by, whatever. He makes it to the LA Galaxy. The Galaxy are visiting the riot. And we brought do not slip uh, floor signs to the stadium. Slippery when wet, yeah. To remind him to not uh, fall over because the grass had just been watered. Hilarious. We took one of the signs and then broke them apart. Remember right, so we each top? had one, yeah. Oh, remember trying to get in? Yeah, they and was like, you can't sec- bring that, and we just like walked by. No, no yeah, but when, uh, oh, it was inside. In the smoking section, when the guy's like, all right, where'd you guys get that? 
because he thought we like literally took it from like the bathroom right, at right. Rio Tinto. I wasn't there for that, but yeah. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, no, he was like, what? Yeah. You know, you, you need to put that back. <laughs> like, no, I don't. I, I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that uh, was a pretty great. Uh, <laughs> biggest regret is not getting those signed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he probably would have been game for it too. Yeah, he, he seems like he's, anyway. He seems like good the reason him. I brought him up was. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Liverpool legend, right? Like born and bred as like I think literally raised in Liverpool. Right. Born. Like like their like like the definition of a one team guy. Yeah. And it's then like I'm, him and Francesco Totti. Right. Yeah, and that's... then in my, in my mind I'm going, why on earth would you come to the MLS to play? Like like why oh. sully what has been an outstanding career. Uh-huh. It's because probably in his mind he was already retired by then. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, yeah, this is like a hobby at this point. Yeah, uh, he didn't we'll count. It, yeah, he beach. didn't. Yeah, he didn't count it as, uh, you know, going against his his childhood club. Uh, right. And, and his and, fans also forgave him. Had he gone to like United or right. even Newcastle, it would have been a different story. Or to Bayern even. Right. Which kind of. Tells you what the European fans think about the MLS right now. For sure, which, which it, is again funny that we think Chicharito yeah, is the big second biggest right. signing. Right, and, and so as the league changes and as things change, you know, I think the saying is the more they change, the more they stay the same. More change, more better. Anyway, Arsenal Nation, it's been your boys. It's Adele and the Baker. Um, we'll keep you posted. Probably some signing news coming up. Um, we'll shoot for every two weeks, every week. No, we'll be on we- next week. We'll be on next week. Um, if something big happens, we're jumping on. I don't care. Right. Uh, we love you. Let us know what you think. And we'll catch you next week. Adios, amigos.